Okay, it is 301 and the meeting is recording. Go ahead, please. Okay. Uh, thank you everyone. Um, welcome. This is uh, Commissioner JD Beltran. I'm subbing in for Chairperson um, Commissioner Susie Ferris um, because um, Commissioner Ferris is uh, not feeling very well today, so I'm happy to sub. Um, as authorized by California Government Code Section 549531 and the Mayor's 45th Supplement to her February 25th, 2020 Emergency Provocation, Proclamation, this meeting will be held remotely without providing a physical location. During the coronavirus disease, COVID-19 emergency, the Visual Arts Committee's regular meeting room, the War Memorial Veterans Building, Suite 125, is closed. Meetings of the Visual Art Committee will convene remotely. Today, the Arts Commission meeting is being streamed using the WebEx platform and will allow for remote public comment. While this technology allows us to hold these meetings remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff, as staff transition the technology between speakers. Please know that we are doing the best we can and we ask for your patience as we all learn this new way of working together. Before we start, I'd like to remind us all about the policies and procedures for virtual public meetings. At this meeting, we are bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the Good Government Guide. At every public meeting, there is a place for general public comment where members of the public may make comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to items under the purview of the San Francisco Arts Commission. For every item on the agenda, there is also a space for public comment pertaining to that item. Respectfully, we ask that you keep your public comment on topic. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. Commissioners and staff, if you have not already done so, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you will have to unmute yourselves. Commissioners, please raise your hand to be recognized to speak or ask a question if it is not already clear to me that you are the speaker and take your hand down once you have spoken. Also, please introduce yourself when you speak so callers on the phone and on the recording know who is speaking. I will now turn it over to our program associate, Craig Corpora, for public comment instructions. Thank you, Craig. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Beltran. Uh, actually, before we do that, can we um, just do a quick roll? Um, and uh, Commissioner Beltran. Present. Commissioner Ferris. Here. Commissioner Musley. Here. And Commissioner Snap. Here. Commissioner Hakimi and Commissioner Liu are absent. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> for members of the public who wish to make a public comment on the agenda, on agenda items via phone, you may call 415-655-0001. The access code is 2489-306-5721. And the numeric passcode is 822-1214. You'll be prompted to press pound twice. Your line will be muted, but you're able to see and hear the meeting in progress. You may also make public comment using the WebEx link. When you click the WebEx link, you will then be prompted to enter the following information, first and last name and email address. These fields are required. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email field. 
Please make sure you're in a quiet location and that all devices around you are muted so there's no echo when you speak. At the appropriate time, the chair will ask for public comment. For members of the public using the WebEx link, please hover over your name and click the raised hand icon. This will put you in the public comment queue. When you are called on, you will see a window pop up, pop up on the screen and request you to be unmuted. You must click the unmute button. For members of the public calling by phone, you'll be prompted to press star three when the public comment period opens. This will add you to the speaker line. When the system message says you're being asked to unmute yourself, press star six, and this is your time to speak. When your microphone has been unmuted, you will hear us ask you to state your name and to make your comments. You're encouraged but not required to state your name. We will start your three minutes when you begin talking using a visual timer, and there will be an audible warning when there are 30 seconds left. When your time is up, I'll say caller, your time is up. At that point, you will be put on mute and moved back into the speaker line or out of the speaker line. Participants who wish to speak on other public comment periods can stay on the line and listen to the next public comment opportunity. We will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure that no remaining commenters are seeking to speak on an item. Any individual who speaks during the public comment period at today's meeting can email a brief written summary of the comments to be included in the minutes, if it is 150 words or less, to r-info at sfgov.org. However, the summary may, be, summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or is not an accurate summary of the speaker's comments. Public comment instructions will be shared on the screen during each public comment period as seen here. Uh, Commissioner Beltran, please begin the meeting when you're ready. Thank you, Craig. I would like to start the meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramaytush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramaytush community and by affirming, affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. As a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco, we are committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. I'd like to call the first um, item, um, which is general public comment. If you wish to make comment, public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Is there any public comment on item number two, general public comment? Okay. If you're listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Press O. Press only once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. The instructions are on the screen. Uh, we are currently on item number two, general public comment. I don't see any hands raised, but we can give it a few seconds. Um, there's no public comment at this time. Uh, thank you, Craig. 
Okay, we will move on to um, agenda item number three, the consent calendar. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Um, item number three one is a motion to approve Burnside Steps, a mosaic designed by Eileen Barr and Colette Crutcher. The mosaic will be installed at the 59 Burnside Avenue cul-de-sac in District 8. The mosaic will be installed across 69 steps, five flights, six landings, and the steps dimensions average approximately 6.5 inches tall by 11 inches wide. The project is funded by private donations and an SFAC special projects grant. The artwork will not become part of the civic art collection. The second consent calendar item is a motion to amend resolution number 1003-22181 to reflect a change in the name of the contractor from Miguel Arzab to Studio Miguel Arzab LLC. Is there any public comment on item number three, the consent calendar? Um, if you're listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand to make a public comment. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Press once since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. The instructions are now on the screen. We are on item three. And if there's no hands raised, we'll give it about five seconds. Okay, there's no public comment at this time. Thank you, Craig. Okay, I'm now seeking for a motion to approve the consent calendar. So moved, Commissioner Schneer. Second, Commissioner Ferris. Thank you, Commissioner Schneer and Ferris. Um, Craig, could you please do a roll call for final vote? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Beltran. Yes. Commissioner Ferris. Yes. Commissioner Muesli. Commissioner Muesli, your mic is off. Yes. And, and Commissioner Snare. Yes. That's unanimous. Thank you. Okay, I'm now moving on to um, agenda item number four, the SFAC Gallery's 2023 exhibitions. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. We have a discussion and possible action for the Director of Cultural Affairs to approve a curator honorarium in the amount of $5,000 to Art with Elders for their participation in the 2023 SFAC Gallery City Hall exhibition, titled to be determined, on view February 3rd through August 25th, 2023. Should I, um, should I do all of these? Discussion and possible actions at once. Okay, I will. <laughs> the second discussion discussion and possible action is for the Director of Cultural Affairs to approve a curator honorarium in the amount of $5,000 to Anne Jastrow for their participation in the Spring 2023 SFAC Gallery's Main Gallery Exhibition, March 3rd through April 29th, 2023. The third is a discussion and possible action for the Director of Cultural Affairs to approve the artist honorarium in the amount of $5,500 to Arlene Correa Valencia 
and $5,500 to Georgina Rascala for the research and development of artwork for an SFAC Galleries exhibition in the main gallery on view March 3rd through April 29th, 2023. The fourth is a discussion and possible action for the Director of Cultural Affairs to approve a curator honorarium in the amount of $5,000 to Mark Harris for their participation in the Spring 2023 SFAC Galleries Main Gallery Exhibition, May 19th through July 8th, 2023. The sixth discussion and possible action is for the Director of Cultural Affairs to approve artist honorarium in the amount of $5,500 to Mark Harris, $5,500 to Raymond L. Haywood, and I wanna make a note that on the printed agenda item, there's an extra zero in that figure and $5,500 to Brian Keith Thomas for the research and development of artwork for an SFAC Galleries Main Gallery Exhibition, May 19th, July 8th, 2023. And the sixth discussion and possible action is for the Director of Cultural Affairs to approve curator honorarium in the amount of $5,000 to Mark Antonio Flores for their participation in Juan Alicia solo exhibition and the SFAC Galleries main gallery in the summer of 2023, July 28th through to September 23, 2023. I'd like to now introduce Associate Curator Jackie M for the presentation of this item. Thank you, Commissioner Beltran, and thanks for reading all of those discussion and posture possible action items. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, I will be presenting our 2023 exhibitions at City Hall and at the main gallery. Next slide, please. First, we have the power of creativity and community, a partnership with a wonderful organization, Art with Elders. Uh, they will be showing at San Francisco City Hall uh, from February 3rd to August 25th, 2023. Um, founded in 1991, Art with Elders engages older adults in fine art classes and shares their work and life experience through public exhibitions. Through classes and exhibits, their program provides older adults with a vehicle for self-expression, social connection, and a presence in the larger community. Um, SFAC Galleries has previously partnered with Art with Elders in 2001 and 2012 for exhibitions at City Hall, and we are very excited to welcome them back. Uh, you can go to the next slide. I've included some examples of recent work from the Art with Elders classes. On the left is an artwork by Francis Lee, and on the right is an artwork by Virginia Deeds. You can go to the next slide. On the left, we have an artwork by Robert Leon, and on the right, an artwork by Tomas Lopez. Okay, next slide. Uh, on March 3rd, we will be opening Borderless, an exhibition featuring work by Arlene Carrera Valencia and Georgina Rascala, curated by Anne Jastrub. Both artists were born in Mexico and both are graduates of the California College of the Arts. Arlene Carrera Valencia and Georgina Rascala's work has a relationship to grief, community, endurance, immigration, flight, death, and mortality. Their works look at absence and invisibility, and more pointedly, absence made visible. 
both Carrera and Valencia, and um, sorry, both Carrera Valencia's large embroidered textiles and Riscala's small silver prints seek to retell and restore the erased history of immigrant stories of women's labor and resiliency. Go to the next slide. Arlene Carrera Valencia is a multidisciplinary and community oriented native Mexican artist living and working in Napa, California. Through painting, textiles, sculpture, and found objects, Carrera Valencia's work seeks to investigate and question her political status as a registered illegal alien by drawing connections to those who are in similar legal confinements. Using her own narrative as well as stories from other immigrants, she touches upon themes of migration, human rights, discrimination, visibility, invisibility, and fear of deportation and separation. Next slide, please. Georgina Rascala is a Mexican Lebanese artist living and working in Santa Monica, California. She is, a tra she is trained as a photographer and printmaker, and her work seeks to stop transient moments. Her practice involves a series of self-imposed rules and systems of unfolding and folding, layering, cutting, repetition, and transformation. Uh, these acts are physical manifestations of her attempts to recover and peel back the ways stories and histories are shaped and written. Her photographs, as well as her sculptural works, are rooted in language, memory, and migration. Figures that disappear in certain images reappear in others. Characters are sometimes obliterated, erased, restored, or transformed. The journey isn't easy and the loss is palpable, but in her practice, works she works to uncover what is faded. Next slide. Um, and the, about the curator, Anne Jastrub, she is currently the executive director at the Center for Photographic Arts in Carmel, California. She, um, the organization strives to advance photography through education, exhibition, and publication. Prior to her time at CPA, Jastrub was the gallery director of Rayco Photo Center for 10 years. And in addition to the many exhibitions curated at CPA and at Rayco, Jastrub is also juried, curated, and organized numerous exhibitions for other national and international venues outside of the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, Jastrub has curated five exhibitions for SFAC galleries at City Hall, including the Valley Photo Essays from California's Heartland in 2014 at McNair Evans in Search of Great Men in 2016. And we are very excited to have Anne curate in the main gallery. Next slide, please. On May 19th, we will be opening a yet to be titled exhibition featuring work by Mark Harris, Raymond L. Haywood, and Brian Keith Thomas. The exhibition will be curated by Mark Harris. This exhibition takes as its inspiration the life and work of, writers, of writer James Baldwin. Baldwin once said, the role of the artist is to disturb the piece and shake you up. The show features three black visual artists of divergent styles and backgrounds to respond and enlarge upon Baldwin's ideas using a wide range of material and theoretical approaches. The exhibited work will be connected by each artist's own conscious engagement with today's cultural moment in which various social sociopolitical factors have accumulated to produce a heightened urgency for artists of color to utilize their practice as a means of advocacy, healing, and empowerment. The project will consider all of the complexities of Baldwin's multifaceted life and his continued engagement in art and politics. The exhibition is a tribute to the legacy and impact of Baldwin's work 
work and the passing of the baton to a new generation of artists who are questioning the principles which govern ourselves and society. Next slide, please. So a little bit about each of the artists in this show. Uh, Raymond L. Haywood is a Berkeley-born, Oakland-based painter. His expressive abstract paintings are rich with texture and details, juxtaposing acrylic paint, drawings, silkscreen printing, and aerosol paint to create layered and vibrant work. Uh, color represents his language of harmonics, defining relationships through formal emotional states of being and his quest for balance. I have a quote from him, my paintings represent my visual journal or catalog that can reignite the cipher of evanescence and memory. My paintings and life philosophy are an invitation to conversations that unearth the shared and common humanity of us all. Next slide, please. Uh, Brian Keith Thomas was born in Dyersburg, Tennessee. He received his MFA from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and he's currently the associate, an associate professor at California College of the Arts. His work celebrates the Black experience through historic symbols, cotton, roses, and the African, and African American image. His work holds spiritual and physical memories of the ancestors. Thomas's work is heavily influenced by his upbringing in the South and looks to honor and celebrate Black Southerners, celebrating the, quote, luxury of being Black, Southern, and eternal icons. It is this responsibility of the human figure residing in a holy moment that I wish to engage the viewer. And next slide. Uh, Mark Harris is an award-winning artist, activist, and educator. Uh, he has combined his passions for art making and activism to create visually compelling work that he uses to engage his audience on issues facing society today. Uh, the Metro Silicon Valley News calls his work brilliantly subversive. Harris draws on the people, places, and events that profoundly affect him to create work that address current political events and conversations. Uh, he says, I use my role as an artist to confront and engage people through my work by connecting with them on a visceral level. To this end, I continue to paint out of a desire to create a bridge between my experiences and my audience. Uh, this will be the first time uh, that Mark will be curating an exhibition with us at the S at SVC galleries. Yeah, next slide. Uh, I had previously presented this show way back in October 2019, and I am very pleased to include this show in our slate of exhibitions for 2023. Uh, we had originally set this show for a summer 2020 and for obvious reason it, reasons it couldn't move forward. Um, so we are now thrilled to announce that Juan Alicia's solo exhibition will open in July 2023. Next slide, please. Uh, the exhibition will center on two threads of Alicia, Alicia's work, her Leish Dabai series, a series of scratchboard illustrations that accompanied Leish Dabai by Tirso Arazia, which retells a traditional folktale told in the style of magical realism and is written in Spanish, English, and Yucatec Maya. Next slide, please. Uh, the exhibition will also cover Alicia's, Alicia's extensive mural work in San Francisco, including sketches, notebooks, and other ephemera depicting Alicia's, Alicia's process. We'll, be also, we'll also be producing a map of the murals that are in San Francisco to accompany the exhibition, um, so people can go on a little tour throughout the city of all of her beautiful murals. Next slide, please. 
And we are very excited to be working with Marco Antonio Flores as the curator of this exhibition. Uh, Marco Antonio Flores is a doctoral student at Stanford University, where he specializes in modern and contemporary art of the United States and Latin America. He has taught at Stanford University, Williams College, and the University of California, Berkeley. He recently taught a seminar at San Francisco State University called Mexican Muralism and its Legacy in the Americas, which featured Juan Alicia's murals. Um, he's most curate, recently curated Staring at the Sun, a solo exhibition featuring Rafa Esparza at Mass Moca, and he's worked on projects with Sherry Moraga, Guillermo Gomez Pena, Celia Herrera Rodriguez, Fabiano Rodriguez, and Julio Salgado. Um, he's curated exhibitions at, and performances at Galleria de la Raza, Brava Theater, and in partnership with La Pocha Nostra, and we are very excited to be working with with him. And I think that's it on this presentation. Uh, really outstanding work, Jackie. Thank you. What, Thank an you. Exciting, what an exciting year for us to look forward to um, with all of this incredible talent that, uh, you know, you've been working very hard on so long. <laughs> and uh, I think it's just going to be an amazing, amazing slate of exhibitions that we can look forward to. So uh, is there any um, commissioner comment or discussion on any of um, any of the new exhibitions? Yeah, I just wanted to say I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, um, uh, Commissioner Beltran, this is just uh, this is really fun. Jackie, uh, just a huge diversity and really interesting and um, the curators and you know, some new, some we worked with before. Um, I'm just really intrigued. And I just, having sat on the most recent panel with uh, uh, with uh, Juana Alicia's uh, work that she's going to be doing for the Mission Library and just working with her on that has just been such a huge pleasure. So I can't wait to see this. And I'm so thrilled that you're gonna be having a map of all of her work because she is such an amazing artist and the breadth and, and majesty of the work that she has done is just, I want everybody to see it. So, so just yeah. congratulations. This all looks fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure to be working with artists and curators who are both new to us and who are old friends. I, I think uh, for Marco Antonio, it was one of his first questions of like with in doing the show was, okay, how are we going to make this map? How are we going to make this happen? Super exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank yes. you. Mm -hmm. uh, are there any other commissioner comments um, or questions about the presentation? Okay. Seeing none, um, I'm calling for any public comment on item number four, the SFAC Gallery's 2023 exhibitions. If you're listening to this meeting via the web link, uh, please raise your hand now. If you are calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Uh, press once, since pressing it more than once will remove you from the queue. The instructions for public comment are currently on the screen. We are on item number four. There are no hands raised. We'll give it a few seconds. And I don't, there's no public comment. Thank you, Craig. Okay, um, now I'm seeking a motion from any of the commissioners for um, approval of item number four. So moved, Commissioner Schneer. Second. Second, Mosley. Commissioner Mosley, sorry. Commissioner uh, Craig, could you please do a roll call? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Beltran. Yes. Commissioner Ferris. 
Yes. Commissioner Beasley. Yes. And Commissioner Snap. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone. Um, now we are moving on to agenda item number five, uh, which is the San Francisco International Airport, the Harvey Milk Terminal number one meet and greet. If you wish to make public comment on this item, you may now raise your hand to be added to the queue and you will be called on at the appropriate time. Um, this is a discussion and possible action to approve design development phase deliverables, the revised design by Suzanne Husky for the San Francisco International Airport Harvey Milk Terminal 1 meet and greet area with a presentation by project manager Alita Lee. Hi, good afternoon, commissioners. Um, I just wanted to check in with Tara and Craig really quick that you're able to make Suzanne a panelist to be able to present. Great. Um, so uh, today we will be presenting the design development phase deliverables and revised final design by Suzanne Husky for the new Harvey Milk Terminal. One um, meet and greet area at SFO. Um, so Suzanne Husky has been working on revisions to her initial conceptual proposal, given alterations to the initial artwork location and troubleshooting during the design phase. And we have been working very closely with the SFO design team to integrate her new artwork design to this space and look forward to its integration and final installations slated first spring 2024. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass the mic to Suzanne so she can talk a little bit uh, further about her final design and um, her design deliverables uh, for this presentation. Suzanne, are you there? I'm here. Great. I'm here. I could see. Hello, everyone. Um, I could see the um, the shared screen, but I cannot see it anymore. The minute you allowed me uh, in, I cannot see the presentation. There it is. I can see it now. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, <clears throat> so this project was uh, um, accepted six or seven years ago by some of you, I recognize. So thank you for um, accepting it. And uh, the initial proposal was in uh, this space, which was a gate, and it was quite large, and it was using a William Keith uh, sublime landscape painting with the idea that um, not only was he a local uh, San Francisco painter and couldn't apply, but um, the depiction of the California landscape sublime had been such an important um, aspect of creating the myth around um, California and still is to a large extent. We have, um, so maybe next slide. Yeah, that was the initial uh, proposal. It was an alteration of landscape with Mount Shasta with um, very much the way we unfortunately relate with those landscapes now, but also, <clears throat> you know, and, and um, consuming the wild by um, hiking in it and also talking about those big companies here in uh, the Bay Area that <clears throat> fabricate a lot of this uh, hiking gear, et cetera. So, um, so we had an issue with the resolution of this painting. This painting was very small, and when we tried to blow it up, um, we it just didn't work. So that was the, our first trial. So we tried with another painting of William Keith. Um, maybe the next one. 
and this one um, belonged to a museum that we also buy the, uh, bought the author right uh, for this image, but the image was too uh, dark. It was too dark for the new space that is more like an alcove and it's more like a sitting area. And even though this painting is extremely beautiful, <laughs> it didn't work. So uh, we, so um, William Keith, yeah, you can go to the next one. Thank you. William Keith um, is, a, so a lot of his paintings burnt in the um, earthquake of 1906. So a lot of his uh, work is gone, even though we know he was extremely prolific. So <clears throat> the second best was uh, Bierstadt. <laughs> Bierstadt is even more iconic in terms of rep uh, re representation of the California landscape sublime. He's probably done a lot more. This is a painting of Lake Merced that's altered. And I've learned since, um, and, and we could find a proper resolution and there's sufficient light in this painting where uh, it won't contribute to the darkness of the alcove. Um, maybe we can, so just a little detail, there's a lot of, in, in Bierstadt's paintings, there's a lot of representation of lakes because there was the buzz that maybe California was dry. So he was, for his commissioners, because those paintings were very, intertwined with the tourism industry that was being developed in the East Coast, trying to bring people here with a big real estate speculation tied to it. Um, so lakes re reminded folks in the East Coast of uh, their landscapes. So they um, had more of an affinity and would more easily cross over. Maybe we can go to the next one. Um, so we've had to change the materials uh, in comparison to the um, previous uh, proposal. We had thought of porcelain on steel and we had had very beautiful samples, but because of scale and because of everything, we, um, we are working on a printed painting and we've done a, a few trials and our final, um, our, our final trial is um it's it's on canvas and it will be primed uh twice oh no it, it will be primed with gesso twice and there's a first light print and then i come and i do the whole painting with a model making speco and and that's um because the print is very flat that that, that would be a collaboration with magnolia and the printing they do are not very satisfying. So by using the model making speco, we can get a little more texture and a little more <clears throat> life out of this canvas. And then uh, on top of this first print, and then uh, the, the the speco, the gesso, a second print, and then final touches because of the complex the the texture uh, prohibits the printer of getting everywhere. And and then we frame it, and that would be the next slide. Oh, so those are details of the of the the texture. Um, there's a reflection on this one, but you can see that it's uh, we can give it more. We can give the trees bark a little more uh, complexity, and it'll it's it's that's going to be probably the most time consuming thing because basically this whole painting has to be painted in white and in volume. And the next one. So that's the new size and the new location and uh, next one. And then it'll be framed in a very 
conventional uh, way or conventional, a, a very, um, a, a way that's very aligned with the way those paintings were framed. So that's it. And maybe you want, did you want to mention the size Alita? So it, it'll be 9.6, uh, 9 feet, 6 inches by 5 feet, 3 and a half inches. Thank you so much, Suzanne, and, and especially thank you so much for your, all of your hard work <laughs> in trying to figure out a solution. Um, so as someone who got their MFA in realist painting, <laughs> I know what your task is to, to okay. be able to, <laughs> in terms of making, a, you know, essentially a um, long-lasting permanent version of this to be mounted in the airport with, you know, materials that are both true in terms of texture um, and, and visual sort of visual appearance as the original painting, but as also adapted for this new environment. And I mean, this is really incredible work. And, and um, so, yeah, congratulations on reaching this solution. I have to say, I actually like this Bierstadt, it's a Bierstadt painting. I like it better than the original. <laughs> in terms of <laughs> yeah the composition and um i think the figures and you know looking left to right the storytelling is actually um funnier <laughs> and 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 um more effective i think in terms of you not missing what's going on in the piece so i think that worked that worked out really well even though it took a long time to get there uh, It'll be fun. Um, yeah, you. I think it will be fun. And and I think to see essentially an oil painting painted in the traditional um, methodology or having the appear that appearance of that scale where it's going to be, I think uh, it's it's going to be spectacular. So very much looking forward to it. Can I uh, say something? I'm sorry, I, I can't find Oh, I, I, I have my hand up. My oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, Commissioner, why don't we start with Commissioner Schneer and then Commissioner Musley. Thanks. Um, I just, I had a question because I'm trying to understand where it's been moved to. You showed the photo of where it's, where it was going to be and why you need to do the changes. So I understand all that, but my, uh, what I'd like to know is you said it's in an alcove. Where, where is it now? Can you explain better or is there something presentation wise that can show it? I'm, I'm just. I'd love to get that information. I'm going to let Alita answer that question because I have no clue. I mean, I've been there a few times, but I would be incapable of explaining. Okay. Um, my hi. My understanding is it's it's in the new area of the Terminal One Harvey Milk uh, meet and greet. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm I'm thinking in terms <laughs> of light. And, you know, you said it's an alcove and it's a darker area. So I'm trying to visualize you don't have any plan of it or any, I know I'm talking architect, but you don't have any plan of it or any, um, uh, or any elevations showing where it would be. So I'm trying to get a better sense of where it's going to be now. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. Me, actually me and Suzanne have been there a couple of times. I can try to look at the drawings and pass them over to you so you could get a better 
understanding of where exactly it is in, in the airport. Yeah, that, that would be helpful. I'm just trying to, I mean, I, I totally understand the issue. There's nothing negative here. It's just uh, seeking a little more information to understand what the issues are with it. Um, I do think that you've come up with a, it, it sounds like based on what you've said so far, you've come up with a very, uh, an excellent solution. Um, and I also really like, I agree with uh, Commissioner Belter and I actually like the imagery it speaks much more. It's even more speaking of California. So, um, and, and where the, uh, the people and the bear are placed in there. It's, um, I just love the whole idea the concept of this and how many people are going to see this and go, wait, what? <laughs> so it's fun that way. Anyway, thank you. And I appreciate what you've done. And, um, Alita, if you can, you know, just send me that, that would be just good for my information. Thank you. Commissioner uh, Mushai. I just want to say um, really incredible amount of information and detail to such a big piece. And I'm in, not sure what, what that process is, but it sounds really amazing that you're going to give it a little texture with the, and it's a print. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, and I'm glad it was moved. I'm not sure what's going, but it sounds like it was kind of. It seems like it will it will have more uh, more opportunity for people to see it, maybe since the alcove where it was. But really nice work, and looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I agree because it's looked like um, from what Alita was showing and Commissioner Schneer's comment um, that it used to be elevated. In its original, um, you know, and above people's heads, and this way, people actually can walk all the way up to it. It will be more at, you know, like a people level view, um, which makes what you're doing, Suzanne, even that much more important. Right. So, um, and in answer to your question, um, Commissioner Musley, so the painstaking work that um, Suzanne is taking is she's essentially reproducing the original breaststrokes on the painting. With a just wow. with a special material, I know exactly. Wow, right? With a, a special um, material, kind of a, a permanent clay, and then once she does that, she's actually going to match the color of the original paint, so that it will look like the original painting. Um, yeah, which is a ton of work. <laughs> I'm going to know Bierstadt really well. Yeah, like, you are. All of his paint strokes and and um, all of the textures of his landscapes and everything. So yeah, every. All of those little pine branches are, are going to be reproduced both in texture as well as in color on the painting, which is why I, I am actually really thrilled that um, people are going to be able to walk up to it. Um, and, and see it and then also be sort of surprised by the, the, um, the new, uh, people who are appearing <laughs> in it. it. I think it'll be uh, really a popular piece. So, and there is a comment from commissioner Ferris as well. Thank you so much, Chair Beltran, and thank you, Suzanne, for your um, presentation. This is such a beautiful piece. Um, I think you might have answered my question, Commissioner Beltran, when you were um, explaining how it will go, through, uh, the texture will be applied in the gesso layer. That was going to be my comment if, um, in those gesso layers, if that is where the opportunity for providing that texture will be. And um, yeah, and then matching, like you had mentioned, uh, Commissioner Beltran, each brush stroke each uh, 
blade of, of pine needle. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, so yeah, that was just my comment and uh, was a question, but I think it is answered. So those will be applied in the layers, the two layers of gesso that you had mentioned. So it's uh, the gesso gives it brightness for the print to come out. It's it's going to be that um, that that construction material that is you know time proof, et cetera, that we've tried at Magnolia, and that is creating the difference. We've tried gesso alone and didn't work. But there's a, that additional construction material that gives it thickness. That's awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Ferris. Okay. Um, are there any other uh, comments or questions by any of the commissioners? Okay. Um, are there any public comments for this uh, action item for the Harvey Milk Terminal meet and greet area of Suzanne Husky's painting? If you're listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Uh, the instructions for public comment are currently on the screen. We are on item number five. Uh, there are no hands raised, but we could give it a few more seconds. And there's no public comment at this time. Okay, thank you, Craig. Um, Given that uh, there's no further comment uh, by either commissioners or the public, uh, I'm seeking now a motion to approve this action item. So approved, Commissioner Schneer. Second. Okay. Thank you, Commissioner Neely. Uh, um, Greg, could you please call roll? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Beltran. Yes. Commissioner Ferris. Yes. Commissioner Beasley. Yes. And Commissioner Schneer. Yes. And that's unanimous. Excellent. Um, okay, now we are moving on to agenda item number six, the 2023 Art on Market Street poster series. Um, we have discussion and a possible action to approve the six final designs by Peter and Maria Hoey for the 2023 Art on Market Street kiosk poster street, uh, series. I'd like to now introduce the Art on Market Street program manager, Craig Kapoor. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, I'm presenting the six final designs for Peter and Maria Hui's Art on Market Street poster series. Um, this is going to be the first um, for 2023. So their series is called Market Street Crossroads, and um, it shows uh, brief vignettes of the multitudes of people who pass through Market Street at different times each day. The panels investigate the different modes of transportation, such as a scooter here, um, Muni bus, um, and if you could just scroll through the images, that'd be great. Um, subway and biking, and, as well as walking. Different times of the day, as well as various weather conditions, um, such as fog, rain, and sunshine are also highlighted. And there are a few cutaway views so that we could see underground, as well as the interior of buses and streetcars. Various subject perspectives are also featured such as this uh, in the last poster, um, which is told, which the narrative is told from the perspective of a pigeon in a muni station. The unifying elements of the series is the multiplicity of people and animals on Market Street and their stories. Uh, these posters will be installed in early January and be up through the beginning of March. So speaking um, approval on the final slides. 
How fun. <laughs> I know that you're going to be, have a lot of people who might be late for their buses because they're going to be so busy <laughs> looking at these. These are quite wonderful. Um, okay. Are there any uh, questions or comments by any of the commissioners? I, I do. Okay. Commissioner, um, it looks like I just, a hand by Commissioner Ferris as well as uh, Commissioner Meesley. So I can't second. find my button on the phone. That's why I'm. Everybody's saying, I do. Sorry, I'm having trouble. Uh, uh, nice work. It really is represents San Francisco, and I especially love uh, the perspective uh, of the pigeon. So, <laughs> finally, the pigeon is getting their word. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's Watch pretty out that can take over. <laughs> yeah. They put in their time. Thank you. Sure. I also just really love the style. Um, yeah. Very, very readable, you know, not a, just enough text for storytelling um, and, and for engagement and not too overwhelming and a lot of really strong visuals. So great job. Okay. Um, it's, is there any uh, public comment on this action item? Number six. If you're listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three. Uh, the instructions for public comment are currently on the screen. We are on item number six. Um, there's no hands raised, but we could give it a few more seconds. Uh, <clears throat> and there's no public comment at this time. Okay, thank you, Craig. Um, I'm now calling for a motion from one of the commissioners for the 2020 for approval of the 2023 art on market street poster series. So moved commissioner Schneer. Second, please. Second. Second. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Second, Second by commissioner Ferris. Uh, Craig, could you please uh, have a roll call? Yes. Commissioner Beltran. Yes. Commissioner Ferris. Yes. Uh, commissioner Musley. Yes. And commissioner Schneer. Yes. Okay. That, mo that motion is unanimous. Thank you, Craig. Okay. We are now moving on to um, item number seven of the agenda, the Treasure Island um, Public Art Program. And I'd like to introduce Public Art Trust and Special Projects Manager, Director Jill Manton. It looks like Jackie is presenting this item, though. Is that correct? No, I'm, I'm presenting it. Okay. The, the script I have is correct. Thank you, Jill. Sure. Good afternoon, commissioners. It's great to see all of you. Um, so I wanted to give you a little bit of background on the Treasure Island Public Art Program. I know some of the commissioners, certainly Commissioner Beltran, who's a member of the Treasure Island Art Steering Committee, will be very familiar with, um, with what's going on. But I think some of the other commissioners might not have heard a report on Treasure Island. So just please um, forgive me if this is repetitive for some of you. But Treasure Island will be San Francisco's newest neighborhood. It's going to be home to, there'll be 8,000 new units of housing built. It will be a combination of affordable market rate and luxury housing kind of mixed together. Um, what's also very unique about this development is that it'll have the largest allotment of public open space since the building of the Golden Gate Park in 1871. It is certainly not as large as the Golden Gate Park, but it is going to be, as I said, it's 300 acres and it will be um, the, the next large allotment of public open space. Um, 
The project originally was not zoned for a public art requirement. So many years ago, I spoke with the mayor's office and asked if the 1% for art could be included in the development agreement, and it was. So it will generate um, approximately $50 million in public art money over the course of the development project, which is um, going to take another 20, 20 or so years. And um, at a later point, before we actually began work on the project, I had asked the executive director of Treasure Island if we could repurpose that 1%. So instead of it being 1%, of, uh, for private art on private property, if that funding could be repurposed and used exclusively to benefit the public realm. And to my extreme surprise and amazement, um, we got permission to do that. So with that, um, we worked on developing the Treasure Island Arts Master Plan, which sets forth the vision, the objectives, the goals, the objectives, and identifies a number of sites for the program. So to date, we have only one permanent sculpture underway, and you're seeing the proposal from Hiroshi Sugimoto. He responded to an RFQ that we did in late 2017. Um, we had actually advertised three different uh, project sites, and there were nine finalists. Only the Sugimoto proposal was accepted. So I'd, I'd like to tell you a little bit about this. Mary Chu is actually, who's the project manager for the Sugimoto, is actually on Treasure Island right now, meeting with a member of the Sugimoto studio. So I will give you the update on the Sugimoto. Um, this will be a 66 foot tall sculpture. It's based on the mathematical theory of infinity. So it tapers to a point at, at the very top of um, one eighth of an inch in diameter. So the top of the sculpture is fabricated from a mirror polished stainless steel, and the bottom is um, a GRC, glass reinforced concrete. Um, we actually had to get a special permit from the Federal Aviation Authority um, because we wanted to make certain it wouldn't be a hazard for low flying planes. And there is a Coast Guard station on Treasure Island, and we needed to make certain that there would be no, no problem. And we couldn't exactly put a red light at the top of the sculpture. It would obviously um, contradict the intent. So, um, so much time and effort and thought has gone into the development of this project. Before we approved the, the sculpture design, we um, had the artist studio provide us with samples of different metals um, with different protective coatings. And we actually placed them at the sculpture site for a period of over six months and had a conservator evaluate how the work, how those metal samples aged um, relative to the maritime environment over that period. And um, we were able to come to a conclusion that working with marine grade 316 stainless steel would um, provide the uh, sort of the greatest longevity. Um, we also have discovered that because of the scale of the sculpture, we had to ground the sculpture so that it couldn't be struck by light lightning. And um, we also had to, we had a rust um, corrosion consultant involved. And so um, there are, there are um, openings or there are systems within the sculpture that will 
um, prevent the inside from corrosion, corroding over time. So the sculpture, um, you can move on with the slides, Tara. The sculpture has been, um, this shows some of the footings for the sculpture. Uh, the sculpture has been assembled in Japan for what we call a dry fit. And the artist wanted to do this out of an abundance of caution to make certain that once it was shipped to San Francisco and brought to the top of Yerba Buena Island, that we would have no problems, that all of the pieces would fit together perfectly and seamlessly. And that's what you see here, the sculpture being erected. We also sent a representative from Atto Fine Arts who will install the sculpture to Japan to be present, to see each and every piece of the sculpture and to observe how, how it was assembled. And I have to say it was 100% successful. It just happened um, last week. And coincidentally, the president of the Treasure Island Development Authority, Faisen, happened to be in Japan on an unrelated trip. And we were able to arrange for Faye and her husband to visit the site and meet with the artist and see the work assembled. So it was a great success, and now we have um, a sense of relief and feel, you know, very um, assured that when it's shipped to San Francisco, everything will go smoothly. It's it is a complicated project, um, and as you can imagine, with that scale, so the work is scheduled to be shipped in February sometime. There's face and um, pointing up to the sculpture on the the far side of the photograph. This um, work will be shipped in February. It's a two-month journey. It will um, come to the site, and um, we anticipate that the installation will probably take about two weeks, and then it goes through a compression period. And here's a picture of Sugimoto sitting um, on the assembled sculpture, sitting on the ledge of it, looking very pleased. And we're not showing the um, photo of the assembled sculpture yet because we um, want to wait until the sculpture is assembled in uh, San Francisco to publicly release that. So in any case, um, the sculpture project is, has been very complicated. Um, we've, it's, more it's been more challenging than other projects we've worked on for the reasons I cited, the scale, the um, corrosion resistant systems that are put in place, the grounding. We've never had to do that with another sculpture. We never had to get um, approval from the Federal, Federal Aviation Authority. And um, I want to commend Mary Chu in her absence. She's done a, just a phenomenal job managing a very complex process. Often there'd be meetings with the artist and his team, and there'd be 16 people on the phone from Japan conversing in, um, with one another in Japanese about different aspects of the project. It's been a close collaboration as well with Walter Hood Associates, who are the designers of Yerba Buena Hilltop Park. And of course, we've worked very closely with the developer. So happy to answer any questions. Um, we're very excited about this and just wanted to brief you because um, we, should, we have engaged a public relations consultant and um, we expect that in the near future, there will be articles about the project. And we wanted to make certain our commissioners and Director Remington were um, fully up to speed on what was, what's going on. 
Thank you so much, Jill. Um, the first thing I wanted to do is uh, commend you because you've just done such a phenomenal job shepherding, shepherding this project from the art selection um, process to now. Uh, and I know it's been long because I've been, you know, part of that process in terms of, and especially given that it is such a complicated um, and stunning and one of a kind project that's really going to be a signature for not only, you know, Treasure Island, but for the city. So really fantastic work. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. I had a really quick question seeing this because this is the first time I've seen um, not only Sujimoto, but also um, the sculpture itself. Can you describe the finish a little bit? Yes, so the stainless steel is mirror polished 316. And then the concrete, um, the glass reinforced concrete has um, somewhat of a sheen to it, but not, it's not highly polished. Okay. And, yeah. So he's sitting on the base, which is the, the glass reinforced concrete. Yes. And then yes. further up beyond where this picture is cropped is the um, mirror polished stainless steel. Right? That's right. And it might be at a height of, um, just trying to think, it might be after around 20 feet or 24 feet that the Perfect. mirror polished stainless steel. I'm so glad that it's going to be out of reach of <laughs> of anyone who might damage it. So, you know, that's... Yeah, and, and also on that note, um, Commissioner, to prevent skateboarding, because it would be very attractive to skateboarders, it sits surrounded by, um, by, by gravel. Um, ah. Nice. Yes, so, so that right. it would be impossible for somebody to skateboard on it. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and really, really thoughtful. Um, great. And then I guess the um, the second question I had, I don't know if you mentioned it, is what, what is the timeline in terms of it will take about two weeks to install? Is there a date now? Well, we, um, we believe it's going to be installed in early May. And that so it should be complete by mid-May, and then I understand it has to go through a two-week compression period. And then um, we're trying to determine, because the site has not been will not have been turned over to, to the city, we're trying to determine if we are actually able to do a public dedication or if it will be a much smaller media event. So we're, we're still looking, looking into that at this point. Okay, terrific. Um, the other thing that I think the other commissioners and the public should know too is how generous the artist has been in terms of keeping to his budget. Well, actually, <laughs> yes, thank you for bringing that up. Um, he's taken a reduced fee. His, he and his team have made multiple trips to Treasure Island, Yerba Buena Island to, um, you know, to talk about the siting of the work and to participate in meetings with Walter Hood. And um, that all came out of the artist's fee. And, you know, also because of the pandemic and the cost and inflation and escalation, the cost of stainless steel has increased, the cost of shipping has increased, and he has, he has um, stuck within his budget. Yeah, which is just amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. not, it's, it's not the usual story. <laughs> and I, I do think that um, this is his first um, outdoor public sculpture in in the United States. I I have to verify that, but it's it's a significant it's a significant achievement. 
Absolutely. We have so much to be proud of and it, and it is going to be such a signature landmark um, piece when it goes up. So great, great work. Um, I do have a, a question or comment from Commissioner Schneer. Yes, thank you. Um, Jill, I just wanted to say congratulations. This is amazing. And uh, I was fortunate enough the other night to have uh, dinner with uh, Faye and Wayne. And Faye was showing me all the pictures and stuff. So I got a little bit of a preview of all of this, which was just delightful to see. And I know they're absolutely thrilled about it. Um, I did uh, want to also um, say much of what uh, Commissioner Beltran did just in terms of thanking you and Mary for all your hard work on this, uh, having been involved <laughs> since the beginning on all of this too, even though I'm not on the selection committee. But um, I think it's amazing. Um, and I just wanted to congratulate both of you. I mean, I remember the very first when the first submittal of his came in and you were so excited and I happened to be there in the office at the time and you brought me over to Mary's uh, desk and we were looking at all the incredibly detailed drawings he had sent of his proposal. And it was just so elegant and beautiful then. And he is just, he's one of my heroes. I just think he's one of the most amazing artists. So I am thrilled that we're going to have one of his pieces and just wanted to say thank you to all of you for all the hard work that you've done on this. I just think it's miraculous. and. And God bless you for uh, asking for the um, the fee and having it granted for public art. You know, just hats off for having pulled that off. It's an amazing Jill <laughs> accomplishment that only Thank Jill you. would be able to do. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I com I completely um, agree. Uh, I, and I also wanted to mention, and Jill um, knows this as well, since we're both involved with this committee, um, how incredible it's been to have the support of Chris Meany of Wilson Meany throughout this whole process. He's been so amazing and so generous in terms of um, the collaboration. And uh, it's been it's been quite wonderful to participate with somebody who is so passionate about the quality of public art and about supporting it as um, Chris Meany. So. I will convey that to him. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Beltran. Sure. Okay, um, are there any other, I don't see any other hands raised. Are there any other um, comments or questions from any of the um, commissioners? Uh, seeing none, is there any public comment on this item? If you're listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Um, the instructions for public comment are also on the screen. We are on item number seven. There are no hands raised. We can give it a few seconds. And there's no public comment on this item. Okay, uh, it looks like it's a discussion only item. So, okay, great. So we will move on to the next agenda item, which is a staff report. Um, and for this, I would like to introduce senior program manager, Jackie Von Tresco. Hi, commissioners. Good afternoon. Um, as was mentioned, I'm providing our staff report in uh, Mary's stead today. We have a couple um, uh, items for your consideration. Uh, the first is that we are extending the deadline for the Pier 27 Cruise Terminal Public Art F RFQ to Friday, January 13th to allow for additional artist outreach. 
As a reminder, this opportunity is for a single large sculpture to a series of smaller sculptures located within the cruise terminal plaza that's adjacent to the Embarcadero pedestrian entrance near Lombard Street. The budget for the artwork is $136,000, and we also have a separate set aside of $50,000 for installation. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you could spread the word to your networks or let um, project manager Marcus Davies know if you have any suggestions for artists who he should include in his outreach about the opportunity. Uh, Marcus is also looking for a commissioner to serve on the first artist review panel for this project in February. So if you're interested, please let us know. Uh, secondly, uh, we are currently accepting applications for a new 1842 project manager of temporary art and activation uh, under the direction of Mary. The project managers uh, of temporary art and activation will manage SFAC's temporary art and activations, focusing on economic revitalization and neighborhood engagement and beautification. Uh, projects will include assisting non-city-sponsored temporary art projects with navigating the city's approval process, as well as directly commissioning SFAC-sponsored projects. The deadline for applications is January 6th, and we would love it if you could please spread the word about this great position to any candidates who you think would be qualified and interested. Uh, lastly, um, we're very excited to share that the date uh, for the Central Subway Ribbon Cutting event has been confirmed. It will be on Saturday, January 7th at 11 a.m. Uh, please save the date. You all will be receiving an invitation from SFMTA soon with full details of the event, which will be held at the Union Square Market Street uh, Station. And we're really looking forward to seeing and celebrating uh, with you then the official uh, opening of the Central Subway System for full revenue service. Um, so that concludes the staff report for today's meeting. If you have any questions, Happy to answer them. Otherwise, on behalf of our amazing public art and civic art collection team, just want to wish you all a really peaceful and joy joyous ho winter holiday. Thanks all. Thank you so much, uh, Jackie. Uh, and it looks like we have a hand up by Commissioner Schneer. Yeah, Jackie, uh, it all sounds great. And um, I would love to be considered for the Pier 27 uh, panel. Noted. So Marcus know that. And, um, a very special and happy holiday to all of you too. And thank you again for all the hard work that you all do. Um, I just am always in awe of the, of what you are able to accomplish and how you shepherd the artists through to make uh, their ideas and concepts be as successful as possible in the uh, final project. So hats off and thank you again. Thanks Commissioner Schneer. Oh, I echo that. Thanks and deep gratitude, Jackie, to you and your team. Um, yes, it is incredibly awesome um, what you do and what you accomplish. Uh, and I also wanted to encourage um, all the other commissioners and staff to attend that Central Subway celebration where you can witness you know, the reality of all of this hard work. Um, I was so fortunate to be at the Union Square Station opening and to be able to be there with the staff with the literal unveiling of the work to the public and to, to be able to see it up um, close and up close and firsthand with uh, Jim Campbell and with Amanda Hewn and Jennifer Starkweather and also see their delight in the artists in sort of finally seeing years and years of work and accomplishment and achievement uh, realized in the artwork being made public. Um, and uh, the city and SFMTA really know how to put on a party. So I really encourage you to go. There's like um, 
a, a portrait station and there was goodie bags and there were food trucks so, so you could have this delicious lunch. Um, and it was really a celebration, not only of the artists and the achievement, but of the community. So I encourage all of you to be there on January 7th. Okay, uh, is there any, um, are there any other questions or comments by any of the commissioners? I, I do. Okay, Commissioner. Um, I wanted to say thank you, um, everybody in the, uh, in the San Francisco Art Commission, all the work that you guys do for just to make it look really smooth for us and for us to come in and, and do our part, the little part that we do, you guys do a lot of work and we're really grateful and thankful and happy holidays. And I think this is probably our last, I don't think there's another meeting um, till next year. Um, we'll see you at, uh, I, I know I'll be at the, at the opening, uh, but uh, thank you for everything else and happy holidays. Thank you, Commissioner Meesling. Um, are there? Oh, Commissioner Ferris. Just agreeing and saying here, here. Awesome. Okay. Um, lots and lots to celebrate this year um, that we're seeing realized in terms of these very, very long term projects finally coming to fruition. Um, it was so interesting to see that landscape project by Suzanne Husky because I was on the selection panel and I'm like, wait a minute, that's still being done. <laughs> I think we voted and selected that artist like six years ago. Um, anyway, so it's it's so exciting to finally see all of these projects um, in their final stages and, and our, us being able to and the public being able to finally enjoy them. Okay, it looks like that um, that agenda item staff report was a discussion only, so there is no vote. Um, is there any public comment on uh, agenda item number eight, the staff report? If you're listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand now. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue to make a public comment. The instructions are also on the screen. We are on item number eight. There are no hands raised, but let's give it a moment. And there's no public comment at this time. Okay, thank you, Craig. Um, we are now moving on to agenda item number nine, new business and announcements. Um, I'm here now calling for any uh, announcements or new business or exhibitions or shows that any of the commissioners would like to announce. Uh, if you could raise your hand in the queue. I do want to announce that um, I this semester have been teaching as a professor at San Francisco State University and we are staging our second exhibition for the um, gallery exhibition class, which is highlighting uh, sustainable products by the product designers class. It's a collaboration. Um, I will uh, email everybody the um, exhibition notice, but the closing um, reception is going to be this Friday. So the day after tomorrow from 11 o'clock to um, 1 o'clock. Um, and it's really exciting to be working with uh, the upper uh, um, upper level uh, undergraduate students in developing some of them the, the first time they've done an exhibition and we've already gotten news that it's such a success that it uh, we're looking for places to travel it so that's that's really exciting um but that is at san francisco state university in the design space gallery which is in fine arts um, gallery room number 115 and the closing reception is this friday from 11 o'clock to 1. 
Uh, are there any other announcements? Oh, I also wanted to say that if any of you have been recently to uh, Union Square, it's all decked out. <laughs> it's really exciting to be there. The, um, the skating rink is up and the tree is up and all of the stores and businesses have their lights up and it's quite magical. And I've been fortunate to go there a few times in the last few weeks and see um, the, pop the local um, Bay Area population coming out and enjoying um, all of the Christmas decorations. It's really quite wonderful and magical. There is a comment from Commissioner Ferris. Um, thank you, Commissioner Beltran. Uh, yes, Art Walk SF has also uh, partnered with the Union Square um, organization to uh, have a lot of our vendors participate in Halliday Plaza. Uh, they have a whole Christmas village with vendors and uh, food there as well. So I'm just encouraging everybody to go out and um, celebrate with uh, our community. Outstanding. Okay. Um, are there any other announcements by any of the commissioners? Okay. It looks like Ralph has his hand up. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're right, Ralph. Thank you for, for noting that. Um, Director Remington. Thank you, thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just wanna say to everyone, thank you uh, so much, uh, staff and commissioners, for all the work that you've done this year. Uh, it's been a packed year. And the first one really that we were fully back in person doing in-person things and running around. And uh, just wanna say thank you. I, I know it's a big time commitment. Uh, we don't take it lightly, uh, especially commissioners who you know, you're volunteering. Uh, so it's a huge time commitment. So we're so grateful for the work that you put in and what you've done. Staff have worked so hard. So I definitely thank the staff for all of their work on this. and. And this is, as you know, the San Francisco Arts Commission is known for our, our visual artwork. That's that's the, the heavy lift, right, uh, in all our areas. And so I just want to just thank you for all of that work. And please have a healthy, happy, and safe holiday season. Thank you, um, Director Remington. And a thanks to you for your amazing leadership this year. Um, especially coming out of COVID and all of the challenges you've had to face with our agency. And it's just been phenomenal what you've been able to achieve. Um, we're so lucky to have you in that role. Here, here. I agree. Sure. I second that. Okay. You've got seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths, and sixths. <laughs> okay. So um, is there any further uh, comment or questions uh, or new business and announcements? Um, by any of the commissioners. Is there any public comment? If you're listening to this meeting via the web link, please raise your hand now. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be put in the queue. Uh, the instructions for public comment are currently on the screen. We are on item number nine. Um, there are no hands raised. We'll give it a couple more seconds. And there's no public comment on this item. Okay, thank you so much, Craig. I did remember one thing that I did want to put for the record. We need to make a correction to agenda item number four, the um, fifth paragraph. Uh, the amount for the curator, um, no, artist honorarium to Raymond L. Haywood should be $5,500, not $55,000. Um, 
<laughs> there was an extra zero in that one paragraph. So we should just note that for the record. And uh, we approved um, we approved that agenda item with that correction. Okay. Well, great. Um, and since there is no further uh, comment or discussion or announcements, I will call item number 10, which is adjournment. And I wish you all a wonderful and safe and healthy holiday and look forward to celebrating the new year with you. Bye. Yeah. Happy holidays. Here. Happy holidays to everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.